Hello and welcome to Sarah's Simple Thoughts. I am your host, Sarah. I'm a business coach and ICF certified life coach. And I am so excited that you are here because it is my like number one passion to help women feel empowered, to find their passions, to find out what they need to get past, what blocks they have to ultimately have a life of absolute joy and just flourish in their lives because of their relationships, their businesses, their lifestyle, and all that is the beautiful thing we call life. (laughs) So I am so happy that you are here today because um, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is why we shouldn't accept things as they are. If you've ever seen the live action Cinderella with Lily James, uh, which if you have not, please like stop everything that you're doing and go watch the Cinderella movie because you definitely need to if you have not. Um, anyways, but in the movie, there's this part and she's talking And she's like, just because it's how things are done doesn't mean that it's what should be done. And it's like this, you know, big thing. And it is. It's a really big thing, okay? Because that's what I live my life by. And to be honest, all of the people that I know who have made big, huge strides in their own lives and their own personal development and growth and quite frankly in society are those people that have said, you know what? I'm going to do things differently. I'm not going to entertain any limiting beliefs and I'm going to go out and do exactly what I feel like should be done. And so in terms of how we can incorporate this into our lives, I think it's important to first start out with identifying when we're talking about certain things in a very finite black and white way, right? So if we are like going about our day and all of a sudden we notice that we're saying the words can't, should, shouldn't, that's too different. That's just how it is. She's weird. That's too much. Any of those types of words or sentences, I think it is extremely important to take a step back and analyze, okay, where am I getting the idea that I can't or shouldn't or that it's too different or that I could never or like all of those types of words and messages are coming from somewhere. Where are they coming from? Because I betcha that that idea, that that worldview is actually a limiting factor in your life. So if it's a limiting factor, why would we want to keep it around? No, actually, I want us to answer that question. Why do we want to keep it around? If we feel like we can't do something How is that belief system helping us? How is it protecting us? How is it serving us? Because if we can answer that question, then most likely we can discover how to replace it. All right. If we are truly committed to bringing in the life of our dreams and making the adjustments we feel like we need and want to, then that's what we need to make room for. And so the number one thing we need to do is 
actually commit to it, right? We can say all day long that we want to be in shape and that we want to travel and we want to read more and we want to like do all this, that, and the other. But until we actually come to terms with why we want those things and how we are actually legitimately going to get to that point, it's just a dream. Right? They always say, oh, it's just a dream till you write it down. Yeah. That and also you have three whys, three strong whys. It's not an actual reality until you have it written down. You know exactly why you are wanting to do it, and your brain starts actively thinking about how you're gonna make it happen. That's one of the reasons people always say to write things down is because our brains are always trying to rectify things. They're always trying to be like, wait why is there a difference? And we, and we try to find a solution to close the gap. We're always trying to close the gap. And so if we can write down these goals, if we can actually think of the why, then our brains will actively start working while we're literally sleeping to help us close the gap on our goals. Super intriguing. So the next thing we need to do is, again, really dive in to these limiting factors we're introducing. Okay. So we're going to start paying attention to how we're talking about things. If you wrote in your growth journal that you want to be more in shape. And the next thing I hear you say is I can't go to the gym. Oh my gosh. I have so many other things that I should do. And like all of those like gym girls are so different than me. I could never blend in. I don't like the music that they listen to. And I just, it's just a demographic. And I really just I can't handle like how obsessed they are with their bodies. And you know what? Like it is what it is. And like, I just can't. Okay. I just used one, two, three, four out of the five limiting language words, phrases. How, and it, and it felt, you know, what's so interesting is like, it felt strangely familiar as I like said it. Like it was like, oh, these are some rusty things. Like (laughs) this is a rusty mindset, but I've definitely used this. I definitely dust this off from time to time. And you know what? That's all right. As long as we are committed to not doing it because I I limited myself in so many ways by talking about the situation in that way, right? Like If I am actively saying, oh, I want to work out more, and then I'm saying those types of things, that's a direct contradiction. And if you're contradicting it, then your brain's not trying to close the gap. But if you're saying, okay, this is the goal, and this is why I want it, and your brain notices, wait, we're not doing that, that's when it's going to close the gap. But your brain will not start closing the gap if your words are saying, oh, yeah, but like the reason we're okay with not doing it is because of this, this, and this, and this. And your brain's like, oh, okay, cool. I don't have to worry about it. Thanks. I'll work on the next thing. Okay. So we really need to pay attention to what we're telling ourselves and how we're speaking about things because it literally limits or enhances our ability to go out and act. Which leads me to the third thing, and that is decluttering and making room for what we want to replace it for, okay? So if you have, I had a client say the most like intriguing thing to me the other day, and I, it was such an eye-opener. She said, I was always told that my plan A was too much. And now I am dedicating all of my time and energy and bandwidth 
on plan B. So much of my energy is spent on plan B that I haven't even thought about plan A. And I literally like had to just stop for a second and be like, whoa, the fact that like she could be that vulnerable in that moment was like number one, like so impressive. And I just cannot stop thinking about how proud of her I am. And then second of all, I'm like, okay, how often am I doing that? How often am I spending so much time on plan B that I don't even think about planning, right? And the the distinguishing factor is I think we say, oh, like I'm just focusing on plan B, but I'll get to plan A. Like we have that, oh, but like that ghost hope, right? When in actuality, what we really need to be saying is the honest, gosh darn truth, which is probably, I haven't even been thinking about plan A. I haven't even been writing about plan A. I haven't even been talking about plan A, in which case we have a serious issue, okay? So if we are truly serious about what we want to do, we need to be making room for what's next. And Here's the thing. I know that there are like so many hardcore people out there that are like, you need to burn down every ship to like make it happen on this island. And I'm just like, oh yeah, but like, um, especially with my business coaching clients, you know, I'm like, okay, so like you do still need to pay rent and utilities and everything. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to like burn every ship because like, we don't believe in black and white thinking around here as Sarah, Rebecca and Co coaching and consulting. We just don't. Um, so within reason, right. But let's be real. If we're not even talking, we're not even thinking about plan A, then it's going to be pretty tough to accomplish plan A. So how can we, this is a good journaling question. How can I make room for my true hopes, dreams, and goals? And then the next step is to declutter all of the extra stuff, right? So if we're like cleaning out a few things, we're keeping a few of plan B, working towards plan A, we've got a plan, I would be the first to tell you that there's a lot of distractions on there keeping you from doing what you're doing, right? Otherwise you would be doing it already. And so truly decluttering, I'm just such a huge advocate, okay? Whether their ideas, kind of like we talked about, whether their ideas, the things we're saying, can we clean out some of that? Whether it's like actual physical items, like can we move out of a dirty desk and like put up three sticky notes with our plan a like broken out into three parts like can we do something like that physical spiritual social language type things like any of that that can be cleaned out is fantastic so As soon as we are like, wow, I have the power to like shift and change anything. Then that's when we have the power to accept different things, harder things, less concrete things, because we're not just saying, oh, this is how things are. So that's how they're going to be right? Just because that's how things are done doesn't mean it's how they should be done. And so by doing these types of things and making room for what's next and decluttering and noticing the limiting language that we have, 
we start to realize where we can make changes. Now, there are so many categories that people accept how things are, right? Socially, politically, also like, hands down, the most common thing that I hear, not from my clients, not from my um, circle necessarily, just like from the general public, is like, um, well, I mean, it's work. I mean, work's not supposed to be fun. Work is supposed to be work. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Actually, because like I have a lot of fun at work and um, I've worked really hard to get to that point. Yeah, sure. But like, gosh, like, let's not limit ourselves like that. Like, that is definitely a prime example of some limiting language, right? Oh, I can't have fun at work. I, you should, in fact, you shouldn't even have fun at work. Work is work. People who have fun at work are just, they're different. And you know what? Working, when you work, like, you just, it's just how it is. I just used every single limiting sentence and word that we talked about at the beginning. And do you notice how familiar those phrases sound actually? Like it's actually super scary (laughs) because those phrases and those words being used in conjunction with, oh, well, that's just how it is. Um, actually maybe it's not, maybe just because like, so like a certain percentage of the population is miserable at work doesn't mean that you have to be too. That is such a false narrative, right? Just because everyone accepts this societal norm doesn't mean that it should be. And it definitely does not mean that you should accept it. So next time you are thinking about something and you're dreading it and you're just like, oh my gosh, I mean, like, I just, oh, but it is what it is. Like, let's double check that. Let's double and triple check that because I truly believe that every area of life should be giving us life and should be bringing us joy. We are here to have actual, legitimate, pure joy. And this isn't to say that some things aren't hard, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? I will tell you that the most rewarding and gosh darn, everybody will tell you that the most rewarding things that they have ever done or the things that they've worked the hardest for and that they have put in a lot of effort, right? Here's the thing. That is completely valid. I will be the first to say that as long as it is a legitimate, like planned hard, right? Like I've run into so many people that are just like, it's about the struggle and it's hard. If it's hard, it's worth it. And I'm like, whoa, guys, we're doing it backwards. We're doing it backwards. It's not, oh, go sniff out something hard and just pursue it until you think you're going to die. And then you like accomplish some great thing, hopefully. No, no, it's the other way around. Go find what you want to do and then pursue it. And if it's hard and if it's rough and it's just like backbreaking, okay, but at least you know what you're getting yourself into. Okay. So I'm not saying that life isn't hard and that the things that we enjoy are just the things that are effortless. No, 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 As long as it's a calculated hard and as long as we are doing it to, to actually do it and not just because, oh, that's how it is and that's what's expected from me and that's the next step in my life. No, 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 no. You are in 
absolute complete control of every single area and step of your life. I don't want you thinking anybody has any control over any segment of it, what order to do it in, how to do it, what to do, how long it should take any of that, because guess what? You are in absolute control of your life and you are in absolute control of making room for what's next, deciding what you want to and what you do not want to accept and how to declutter and make sure that you are welcoming in the things that you want to. You are in charge of picking the things that you want to pick and determining if it's going to bring you joy, if it's hard, if it's not, but ultimately if it's going to help you build you and build your passion and fuel your ability to enjoy life to the fullest. So with that being said, let's go out this week and instead of just accepting things as they are and just going along with it and when we're talking to someone just be like, yep, it's what it is. No, it's not. It is not what it is. There's so many nuances and so many levels and so many. It is literally a McDonald's menu. There's so much there. You can't even comprehend how many options you have for how to go through this drive through we call life. And guess what? If we can get rid of the words can't, should, shouldn't, it's different, it's just how it is, I guarantee you will have so many other worlds open, universes open to you if you can just accept that there are so many ways to live life and there are so many ways to find joy and there is no need, no need to sacrifice any of that and in, in, in <laughs> an excuse that that's just how it is. So that being said, I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope that you are able to just open up so many windows of opportunity by seeing how you talk about things, seeing about how other people talk about things and how you are able to think about the opportunities that are available to you. If you have any questions, please reach out to me and my team at sarahsimplethoughts at gmail.com and or reach out to me on Instagram at sarahrebeccacoaching. Until next time.